0: welcome to the liberal europe podcast european liberal forum project i'm your host ricard silvestre in what is fast becoming a tradition here on the podcast in this episode we will talk about one of the flagship events that the european liberal forum is associated with and that is the freedom games organized by our friends in Wuj, in poland and that is the liberty foundation after we had Kasia biankewicz last year we are happy to welcome back olga lebendovich the International Relations Coordinator for Liberté, and part of the team that is organizing Freedom Games. The main theme for this year's edition is the new social contract. And this will be one of the topics that I will be discussing with Olga during the conversation. After that conversation is over, please continue to listen so that you can know more about the events, in particular, the health hubs and health roundtables that will take place at Freedom Games. And most of this, like you will hear during the conversation, will be streamed online so that you can see, even if you can't join us in Łódź. So now, with no further ado, I bring you Olga Lebendowicz to talk about Freedom Games 2021. I'm here with Olga Wabandovich. Olga, thank you so much for coming back to the podcast. It's
1: my pleasure. I'm glad to be back after two years,
0: right? (laughs) Yes. Yes. That is exactly what I was going to say next. We talked two years ago. You then uh, abandoned me last year, but we were in good hands. And I'm so glad to have you back so that we can continue talking about the Freedom Games. And that's exactly where we're going to start. Before we go into the Freedom Games of this year, I want to talk to you about one important detail that I would like to share with the audience, particularly people that may be involved in projects like this one that you lead. And that is last year you organized it mostly because of COVID on online hybrid format too, but most of the participants were online. You are very experienced in this particular, you already organized with everyone in there and then you organized with almost no one in there. Tell us from your experience, how do you deal with this? Meaning, what are the downsides and the positive sides of both models and do you prefer one?
1: Definitely last year's edition held during the COVID-19 pandemic was a good lesson for us uh, as a team. Um, Basically, having to move an entire huge form of ideas into the online realm was both an adventure, but also a challenge. Um, What we had to adapt to uh, was the fact that precisely, first of all, we had to build the infrastructure for having everything online. And for those of you who had not yet had a chance to uh, take part in Freedom Games, that is a huge event. Um, this year, for instance, we will have almost 80 sessions. Last year, it was somewhere similar. So over two and a half days, everything was held online on five stages uh, with, as you have mentioned, some people joining us in person in Poland. However, that was just about 20 people. And so the majority of speakers was definitely online, over 200 speakers. Um, however, uh, so this was the challenge part. However, the the exciting part is, and what we have learned from it, was that it allowed us to reach out to people whom normally we would not have a chance to talk to. So people from all over the world were, at that time, allowed to take part in the Freedom Games, both as speakers, but also as participants. So I think this is uh, something that excites us as well, because this year... Uh, during the 8th edition already of Freedom Games, held in Poland, but also online. So this will be a true hybrid edition. Uh, We will have both. So we will have speakers in-house and we will have speakers online. We will have participants in the forum venue, but also online. Uh, So having had this experience last year, it allowed us to open to those new means of... uh, organizing conference online but we see the value in having people in person definitely so that's why we are sticking definitely to this side as well
0: this is very interesting because one of the questions that i had to you and i've been in freedom games and thank you so much for the invitation It was great to be in woods looking forward to get back there and i also last year i was uh, attending here from my own country there is the question of networking and how important it is, particularly for an event like yours, which is an event not only of politics but also of culture, of social interaction. As we get back to these hybrid models, what are the, the again the good and, and the bad from coming from this?
1: Freedom Games have always been about networking. Uh, we have always paid special attention to allowing both the guests, so the speakers, to interact behind and. Uh, not closed, but actually open doors, uh, but also to interact, uh, to allow them to interact with the audience. Uh, so not only allowing the traditional style Q&A sessions, but also uh, having a space that they can actually talk to, talk to the people they have just seen speaking. Uh, definitely the online version uh, limits that. We, we, we cannot do much about it, that's for sure. However, Um, I believe that by having this hybrid format, we can not only um, get the access to the speakers that would not come to Poland for various reasons, maybe due to distance, but possibly also due to other obligations. Uh, But this is something that uh, I think may serve as a good starting point for carrying out the conversation outside of the session. So even though you may possibly just during some sessions, be able to ask questions during the session. Not all of the speakers in each session will be only online. So there there will be some people who will be also in person. So we treat it as a good starting point for carrying out the talks and the debates and the discussions outside of the rooms, outside of online rooms as well, and having people in-house, in-watch, to be able to carry on uh getting excited, getting inspired, basically.
0: Again, like I was saying just a minute ago, me being there, I saw the intimacy of certain moments. For example, I remember book presentations where people were chatting and they were sitting in very comfortable sofas (laughs) and they were very close to each other. So uh, for people that are listening to this and thinking to participating again in the Freedom Games, there is that component. And I hope that with with a hybrid model, you know, with, maybe with TVs and, and cameras, that you, you can replicate that. How have people been reacting to this? I've, you know resistance, there's been some caution. Uh, on the other hand, people like me will be like, yeah, I'm looking forward to being in Woods. How, tell us a little bit how our things are going this year.
1: I think it's a little bit, a little bit of everything, basically. So um, there is a huge dose of enthusiasm involved, definitely. Uh, we haven't seen each other for over a year, right? Uh, So being able to, and hopefully fingers crossed, being able to to meet and talk and to interact, that will be definitely a highlight. However, we cannot ignore the fact that we are still amidst the pandemic. So Mm -hmm. all the precautions that we will take in the venue, uh, that's that's one side of the story. But definitely um, some sort of waiting until the last possible moment to decide whether the guests or the participants will come that is definitely there as well. Uh, so I would not maybe call it resistance, but caution definitely, as you have mentioned. Uh, so it's a mixture of uh, various emotions, I would feel, uh, and both on our side as the organizers, but also on the part of both guests and the participants. Hopefully, if the situation um, remains stable, we will be able to, to to meet as planned and interact as we hope for and to get everyone uh, together, be it in person, but also
0: online. Wonderful. And also your sponsors too, I imagine that the, the entire community is, is paying close attention to uh, the epidemiological situation in Poland. And before we start moving into the event, tell us some of the safety measures that you guys are thinking about doing so people that are listening to this and planning to attend in person, they already will be prepared for it. I'll I'll take my gel and my masks so you don't need to (laughs) get me some masks. I'll bring some with me.
1: Of course. Uh, So at the moment, the situation that we know uh, will definitely be in place Hopefully, it will not get any more restricted. But at the moment, what we prepare for is definitely we will have a team on the venue, in the venue, uh, that will be taking care of following all all those precautions that need to be there. We will have masks for those of you who will forget them for some reason. Sometimes it happens. Uh, (laughs) We do our best to ensure that the majority of participants and the guests are vaccinated, fully vaccinated. That's what we very much care about. We want everyone to be safe, including ourselves, basically. Uh, and we want everyone to be able to enjoy the event and not worry about uh, about um, the situation that we are in. Definitely distancing, definitely a limited number of uh, spots in each room, uh, definitely disinfecting fluids. That, for sure, is going to be there. Uh, Anything more, we shall see, because the situation, as we've mentioned, is dynamic, as it has been one year ago as well. So we just hope and keep our fingers crossed that this will be enough to keep everyone safe. And if not, we'll adapt. <laughs>
0: Well, on a personal note, you just mentioned uh, the complete, the fully vaccination, and I've been following some major events that happened, particularly in the United States. There was one in uh, Chicago called Lollapalooza, where they had thousands of people watching uh, some music concerts, but because everyone was vaccinated or they had a a test done to to access actually it, it's not that dangerous so you guys are doing a tremendous work on that particular point making sure that people are either vaccinated or they just did a test and they're not infected so everything will go well i'm quite sure talking about the event per se and before we talk about the topic which is a very important one i want to focus a little bit on the influence that i noticed in person of the freedom games locally in Łódź, but I'm quite sure also in Poland, and who knows even uh, more than that, and you can help us understand a little bit. So, as Poland goes into some convulsions right now, politically, more than ever, uh, Freedom Games have a very important voice. So, tell us, even before we talk about this year's topic, and we're going to go into next, tell us, uh, from your perception on a field, the importance of Freedom Games.
1: I think it's more, even more important than ever um, in light of uh, the fact that our government, right-wing government, or maybe populist government, as we would call it even, has not changed its ways, but even has strengthened them uh, to a certain point that so many sectors of our everyday lives are endangered. I feel, and we all feel, in our team that it's crucial to talk about certain issues uh, in an open inclusive environment and I'm saying inclusive because you have probably heard about all those instances of attacking um, media people, LGBT community, minority communities in Poland, Uh, women and women's rights are are definitely um, also endangered at the moment. So all this these things contribute to why we have felt the importance also to go online so that not only the Polish audience in which can actually hear about it, but precisely uh, to reach out to international audiences and make them aware what has been happening in Poland. And not only in Poland, right? The Same story goes for our neighbors uh, on the east. So uh, it's a vital addition, especially in light of the fact that the pandemic will continue for the foreseeable future, as we know, hopefully uh, at not such a dangerous uh, level, but still um, we have to be aware of the fact that some, I don't want to say it, but some evil (laughs) forces are are at play. And we have to use our voice of freedom to, to ensure that they will be, maybe if not stopped, then at least restricted to a certain point.
0: So tell us uh, about this year's event Then tell us what people can look for.
1: I'm personally very excited about this one. Uh, we have managed to have join us such an amazing group of people from both Poland, but also uh, abroad, also from behind the ocean. So um, we have quite a huge number of speakers this year, and a fantastic selection of sessions, both uh, focused on the local and national events, uh, but also on those that touch every one of us. Um, So I think that what's uh, definitely worth noting, we have been honoured to have joined us Yuval Noah Harari, so everyone knows, right, he's this fantastic historian philosopher and his uh, best-selling books, I think, will can be found on the bookshelves of most of us. Uh, we have Ms. Dita Haranzova, Vice President of the European Parliament. We have Neal Ferguson, a Scottish-American historian uh, that has also some fantastic insights. We have many journalists uh, like Jessica Bruder, the author of Nomadland that has been recently published, Richard McGregor. Uh, So an award-winning journalist and an author who basically uh, travels the world reporting on the top level political and economical uh, issues in Asia. So we we reach every corner of the world, basically. Uh, We tackle a number of issues, so everyone will find something for themselves, from animal rights to human rights, to disinformation, to digitalization, uh, to health issues uh to political issues of course to education we tackle quite a wide plethora of topics but this is precisely because we think that we should think about our lives and our world in this complex interdisciplinary manner Uh, freedom games is an interdisciplinary forum so just like ricardo you have mentioned You can meet a filmmaker, you can meet an author, you can meet a performance artist, a politician, a decision maker, an NGO activist. All those people will be there and we hope that you will join us because I am certain that this will be a very exciting adventure this year.
0: Very good. Uh, The only thing that's missing is a good volleyball game. Huh. I must say, I was very disappointed, <laughs> Olga, being in the arena in Woods where volleyball takes place and there was not a volleyball game. <laughs> well, maybe
1: we will not have a volleyball match this year as well, however, we will have an underground ring of ideas.
0: Okay. So
1: that's something to look forward to.
0: <laughs> it's because I'm, I'm this big uh, uh, Polish volleyball fan. And- Disappointed with that. No, seriously. But there is a main topic that will run uh, like it normally does every year. So uh, get a little bit into that main issue that you guys decided will be the anchor for this event.
1: This year, due to the developments in Poland, but also abroad, the main theme of the edition is the new social contract. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's, as you can imagine, it's a quite... Wide encompassing theme Uh, but what we mean by that is that as societies, be it European but also uh, global society, we must think of a new way of adapting our lives to what is coming Uh, not only in light of the COVID-19 pandemic but also in light of the climate change, in light of the political turmoil that is happening all around the globe. Uh, economic situation in many countries has also been worsening so this is what we have in mind when we talk about this new social uh, contract there is a wide selection of sessions that will be directly tied to this theme there will be some sessions that are more loosely tied to the theme but it will be definitely be clearly visible throughout the entire program uh, which has already been published on our website so I invite you to to look for the sessions that you will be interested in. Uh, what I can say is that we have a very exciting European path in cooperation with the European Liberal Forum, uh, with such sessions as uh, ones devoted to the Green Deal, and devoted to disinformation, to media freedom. We have some exciting speeches by prominent uh, guests from uh, around Europe so that's something that
0: I would definitely recommend your attention. Yes, you stole my thunder here, Olga. I was <laughs> going to mention the Elf Hub. Uh, you just said that you, we can find it, all the information on your website, and I'm going to put all the links uh, on the show notes. So for people that are listening to us close enough or far, unfortunately, enough, tell us how people can attend uh, 2021 Freedom Games.
1: Well, you can definitely join us in the woods. That's what I would recommend, right? Uh, You can join us in the woods, we will be in the EC1 complex, it's a formal electric power plant, actually, it's a fantastic venue, uh, right in the city centre next to the railway main train station. So that's definitely a site that you would like to see. But I can get that Probably for some of you that can be a bit of a challenge getting to the center of Poland. So you can always join us online. Uh, Streamings from all sessions will be available online for free on our website igrzyskawolnosti.pl but also on our Facebook fan page. uh, So you can reach out to us uh, on those platforms. Uh, As I've mentioned, it will be for free. But I have to mention that two channels, two path channels will be definitely available with translation. So that's something to proud mm-hmm. forward. And yes, well we're waiting for you, be it in person or online, and we hope that you will have an amazing time.
0: Indeed, indeed. And very important I commend I've been doing this for the last uh, two years since we started talking, Olga. And I do commend the work that you guys do. It's very important. And I do recommend people, if they can, to be there in person with all the security measures that we already mentioned. And I am also looking forward to being in Luch with the rest of the team. And uh, please uh, send my best to all of you doing this tremendous work in which. So, uh, Olga, as we're getting to the end of our conversation, and again, let me repeat this, all the links will be on the show notes of the podcast. Give us one final thought then.
1: Final thought? Ricardo, you always do that and then I struggle.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I don't think there is one final thought. I think it's not even a final thought, but an opening thought. Uh, I hope that I will all see you all in person, in watch Those of you who I cannot see in person, I will definitely uh, recommend joining us online and we have to be open to new ideas and we need to remain hopeful and this is precisely why uh, freedom games i hope will give you this platform to get again inspired and excited
0: well olga thank you so much for coming back to the podcast always good to have you here the door is always open my
1: pleasure and see you in wood ricardo (laughs) bye everyone
0: I'm back. Just reminded that you can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And if you feel like it, give us a five-star review. In that way, you can help us spread even more liberal values and ideas. And now for some of the events organized by Elf in Freedom Games. A little different today, I know. Let's start with Saturday the 11th at 11 hours in the morning. And this is, of course, Central Eastern Time. We have Elf Hub. Green Deal, main challenges. So great, great start. Then also on Saturday, but this one starting at 2.15, again, Central Eastern Time, we have the Elf Hub, Threats to Media Freedom and Rule of Law in Europe. This one, by the way, the moderator will be our Executive Director, Daniel Kadek. Starting in the same time slot, which is 2.15, we also have another Elf Hub, which is In the Future of Digitalization, the Digital Services Act Package. Then at 5 p.m. also on Saturday, we have Principles for the EU after COVID-19. And this is another Elf Hub. And then at 6.15 in the afternoon, we have Elf Roundtable, How to Rebrand Liberalism. And here I'm going to have a little moment of podcast host privilege and say that I was invited to be In this panel, and I'm very, very happy and very thankful for Liberté Foundation to ask me to give my two cents on how to rebrand liberalism. So you can see this online. If you want to see the face behind the voice, this is your opportunity. And then finally, on Sunday, the 12th, and starting at 12 at noon, we have Economic Freedoms and an Open Society, Opposites or a Necessary Pair. This is also an Elf Roundtable. Again, you can see all of this. Just go to the website of the Freedom Games and the Liberté Foundation. You also can follow them on Facebook and on Twitter, because in there you will have access of the live streams. I hope to see you there. If you do come to Woods, drop by and say hi, and tell us what you think about the podcast, how we can make it better to make it even more agreeable to you to listen to and to share our liberal values and ideas and this is all for now i'll be back soon with more podcasts until then let's keep making the world a better place the Liberal Europe podcast. It's organized by the European Liberal Forum with the support of Movimento Liberal Social in Portugal. This podcast is co-founded by the European Parliament and the European Parliament is not responsible for the contents of this podcast or any use that may be made of it. The views expressed on this podcast do not necessarily...